0: It states twice a week in a prayer meeting. I tell you what, and we've been doing it for years and years and years. We've never stopped. We started, well, well, how long ago? 28 years ago. We've been praying for the church. Yeah, well, way before 9-11, we were praying. Yeah, in fact, a whole bunch of other churches came to our church down there when 9-11. You know what? The Lord told me to have you just greet each other that you needed to greet each other and be full of joy. Amen. <laughs> Did I do You weren't done. God is always going to come through. And in uh, Matthew 7, it talks about, in Matthew 7. Oh, turn down a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Verse, let's see, verse 21. The Amplified, yeah. And it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And many will say to me on the day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name have we not uh, I'm just going to say what people do clean the church have we not worked in the nursery have we not changed the little baby's diapers have we not helped in all these things have we not it even says cast demons out in your name and done money money works in your name works and then I will say to them openly and publicly I never knew you Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. So, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house on the rock. And I have, I mean, I scribble in my Bible lots. <laughs> And I had arrows pointing, (laughs) and and I put James 1.22, but be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. And now let me tell you, then then he gives a parable about it. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and yet it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. In other words, who is the rock? Jesus, Jesus is the rock. Is the who is Jesus? The word. the word. It says in John one one. It says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, we. This is the most important thing in your life, yes, honest to God. Because when you when you apply it yeah. to situations like no matter the storms that come your way yeah. Yeah. and believe me I've had to do it we've all had to do it yeah. you say oh you just don't know how bad it was you know what it's been bad for everybody yes, it has. <laughs> there's a lots and lots of things that happen to people that you know you think now they couldn't have been mine was worse don't don't do that it you know what it says it's it's about the same. Yeah. For a lot of people, and you have no idea what they've gone through in their lifetime. And it says, okay, but, okay, the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew. I'm on verse 25. (laughs) And beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. Its identification was with God. And everyone that hears these words of mine and does not do them. Will be like, in the amplified, it actually says, "Stupid." <laughs> I'm, I'm just reading the Bible. Yeah. Stupid, foolish man who built his house on the sand. Yeah. And you, can you imagine you ever seen in the ocean or right by the ocean they build those houses with a long, yeah. long yeah. stick yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. And and if a hurricane comes, they're gone for sure fast. Yeah. And it says. Okay, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great and complete was the fall of it. You know what? The storm was the same storm, but one of them was built his, his house on God and on the rock. And the other one didn't, you know what? We can come to know God. Okay, I just, I just want to tell you this right off the bat. It probably doesn't have much to do with tithes and offerings. Bring it on. <laughs> but <laughs> I was a good, 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 we were good, good, good churchgoers. And when, but, but it was all nothing. We get there yeah. by good works. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, okay, my daughter, uh, we lived out in the country. I've, we have four kids. I mean, that daughter is in her 50s. She's 56. <laughs> and anyway, she, um, we w- she went to a country school. We had country school out there. I know some of you have heard this before. But till yeah. the eighth grade. And when she was in the ninth grade, she went down to junior high. Yeah. It was downtown then. Yeah. And, um, and nobody really accepted her. And pe- kids want to be accepted when they go to school, except for the druggies. Yeah. And Come guess on. what happened? She started drinking Everclear, and she started doing drugs. And at that time, it was uh, Alice, uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. <laughs> and, yeah, that song by the Beatles. <laughs> anyway, um, she did, and I was really stupid about that kind of thing. And, and we just didn't even realize it. And then I remember one day him and I had an argument, and I was pacing the floor, so I'm going to say at. He had bed. worked at Hormel's. he went to bed because he had to get up at like three, thirty or four and uh, and um, she was fighting with us, and we were all fighting. She slammed the door, went into the bathroom, he went to bed, <laughs> and I sat there was crying and uh uh all of a sudden, my daughter came out of the bathroom, and she says, Mom, Mom, I, had a, I saw Jesus, and he was on the cross, she said, and, and his blood was dripping on me. <laughs> and she said, all of a sudden, all these burdens, all these things came off my shoulders, and I felt free. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I went, oh, I've always wanted to know Jesus. but It was bang, it was just like that. And I was, I was doubting some of the things because we were good churchgoers, active churchgoers. Went every day practically, Cursing. you know what? And we were in a denomination. I'm not, but uh, nobody ever told me I had to take Jesus yeah. as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. No one told me that. But you know what? I couldn't blame them either no. because they never learned it either. They, it was not. It's not their fault. It's some of the theol. You can, You can get. You know. You, you can get a, all kinds of big degrees. You know, doctorate of theology and everything. But if you don't know God inside your heart, it's just like singing those songs. You got to sing them from your heart. Now that daughter, she shaped up. Got our whole family born again, <laughs> spirit filled went to Bible college and, and her and I are still really good friends. She's, you know, um, and I mean, we threw away all kinds of things, records and all kinds of stuff and and uh, and then we had a, well, we left <laughs> and uh, somebody, I mean, God made sure there were people in our lives that directed us here, there, and everywhere. We start going to a church in Omaha that was born again, spirit-filled. <laughs> God, uh, got me spirit filled in the bathtub while I was taking a bath. <laughs> I had never heard of it in my life, never ever heard of it. And uh, I was, but I was singing, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, but there were tears running. I mean, I meant it. I was just, God, I always wanted to know you better. I wanted to know something. I, and I, I know this doesn't have much to do with taking money. But it's just God's directing me to do what I'm supposed to do. And uh, all of a sudden, I started singing in this strange language. And I went, whoa, what was that? <laughs> and I thought, ooh, if I could sing in it, I could talk in it. I, I mean, that was later. And uh, uh, I got, I don't know how this all happened, but just from no, sincerity of heart. The most important thing in your life is to be sincere with God. Not to be fake, not to be, you know, it's just all good works. You can do good works, you're blue in the face, but if if God didn't tell you to do them, they could be the nicest things in the world. You're wasting, it says there's no fruit bearing in it. You know, it's good to do good things. But if God hasn't directed you and it's taking you away from some other part that he wanted to do, it's not going to bear fruit. I can show you where that's in Colossians. But I start reading the Bible and its I used to try and try and try to read the Bible. And it you'd give up. You know what? Now it's alive. In fact, our church is based on that. Living Word. And when okay, then... Um, I don't know how this all came about. I became president of Women's Goal right off the bat. Well, they said there was nobody in town. <laughs> Everybody had quit or whatever it is. I was the only spirit. I don't know what they were t- Maybe real. <laughs> and I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but you know what? You just go and do it. You take a step and God gets you the other step. You start moving in, and you go, "Huh." But God, in college, when I had to take speech class, I stumbled and I forgot my whole speech. <laughs> and I remember the professor said I was my own worst enemy. <laughs> and and but but you just step out. You step out. You start doing stuff, and pretty soon you do one thing. God leads you to another thing, another thing, another thing, another thing, another thing, another thing. Another thing, another thing, another thing, another thing. And then I started going to stuff in Omaha. There were big speakers that were believed the same. And, okay, one of them was um, Pearson. Uh, (laughs) Terry Terry Pearson's. Yeah, Yeah. Terry Terry and her husband were uh, in Omaha. And I went there, and they told all the ladies to go in line and pray and all the guys to go in line on a separate line. And... When she came to me, she said, "Oh, your feet! I'll never forget it. I'm your feet. Your feet. Your feet are beautiful." She said, "And you'll get many crowns in heaven." And she, and she said, and I thought, "What?" And I thought, "Oh, for sure, I'm going to heaven." That, that's all I thought about. But but there's a scripture in Romans that said, "How beautiful are the feet of them that preach good news." And then I found, and I mean, then after that, Jesse Duplantis prophesied over me, Buddy Harrison ordained me. <laughs> I mean, there were multitudes of people that I could say big names that that um, Mark Barkley, um, oh, I've got them all over the place. But it was 14 years after I became born again, and I didn't try to get in this position. I won't try at all. I just fell into it. And I know... You know there can be people that God. He told me this the other day. Okay, now it's been forty over forty years yeah. 46, since we've been Christians, over forty years, and spirit filled. N- no, never lost lost the never joy finished. of it. But um, there can be people that God maybe went after to start a born again spirit filled church, but they didn't listen. <laughs> And so finally, you know, <laughs> I'm defending my womanhood. <laughs> no, because I had all kinds of persecution about it. I had pastors calling me all over town that, that it was wrong. But you know what? There's a scripture also that says, one of them called me up way, this is all way back. It doesn't happen anymore. But it's, yeah, it, it's, there is no, it says there's no Jew or Greek, there's no male or female in Christ Jesus because that's a spirit thing not the outward thing do you know what I'm talking about you'll know by the time we're done today because we're going to talk about renewing our mind and and about righteousness so um, did you pass out the envelopes whenever I say that I always say did you pass out yet Whoo, is that furnace off? <gasps> Might as well turn it off. Our furnace, you know what happened? It was freezing down that way, and uh, we've got to adjust something. It's a boiler system. So, anyway, just, we're just casual here, okay? <laughs> just down to earth, but sincere in the heart. Let's put it that way. Be sincere in your heart. Okay, could you put that up there? We haven't said that for a long time. You know, I was just going to say, this morning, okay, Jesse, do you remember when you and I went back to the, a couple of weeks ago, we went back to the bookstore, and I used my key Well, I haven't been able to find it for a long time. And it's the key to our house (laughs) and the key to the front door here and the key to a couple of other doors. And um, I asked the Lord if he would just please, you know, I asked him yesterday, I said, Heavenly Father, have angels put it in a place where I can find that key because I need it. (laughs) Or... Give me total recall what happened. And I didn't, I was going to ask you this morning if you remember what I did with it. Uh, did you, Where? Yeah, it was in my purse. Yeah, it was in my purse. In purse yeah, in my pr- but I searched my purse. I dumped it out. It's that's what's so funny. I dumped it out. <laughs> and I found it when we were at prayer. <laughs> you know, that's another thing. It was her birthday and i ordered stuff on amazon <laughs> and it didn't come and they said it was going to come thursday and her birthday party was friday and and then i said lord would you would, could you speed that up and cut the red tape <laughs> you know he answers the smallest things and you know what he did it <laughs> she got the shoes on that i ordered <laughs> they're her first high heels but but you know what? If you you just have a love for God, and if you want God, and you talk to Him, yeah. and and you get in the Word, and you're sincere and you're real with Him, yeah. you know what? He'll He'll touch you and do things for you. He'll protect you. Uh, when the storms come, and it's not like I haven't had storms. I've almost died a couple times. I've had cancer, of the breast. Have had. Uh, you know, my first husband died suddenly. I had two kids, 10 months old and 20 months old. They were close together. <laughs> and you know what? Made it through. Yeah. And then I found Ken, and we've been married 54 years. Going on 55.
1: Going on 55. Woo. Amen. Amen.
0: So. <laughs> hoo And that was a trial at first, too. (laughs) We're still here. Anyway, are we ready? Okay, let's just take what we're going to give and say, we give thanks for today's offering and tithing. And we are thanking the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commission, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, bills decreased, blessings and increase, generosity, increased capacity, new skills, witty inventions and ideas to make money, wise investments, Divine favor. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of our financial needs. And He does care about that area. Jesus has redeemed us from three things spiritual death, and that's getting born again. But the other two, most people do not even hardly know about, or most of the body of Christ is operating sickness and disease, He's redeemed us from, and poverty. All three. In Deuteronomy 28, then in Galatians 3:13 it says we're redeemed. We're, Jesus became a curse for us on the cross and took all those things. However, if we don't get in this word and be doers of the word, then we act just like the world, just like we always did. Amen. Okay. So let's say this. My God supplies. All of, my All of my needs, according to his riches and glory, riches glory. By, Christ by Christ Jesus. That's in Philippians 419. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, go ahead. Okay, so I mean, you know, even in that whole thing about giving your life to Christ, that night, I mean, I just said, Lord, take me, <laughs> I'm yours. And my life changed. It doesn't take anything to do it, to get born again. But nobody ever told me in the church. We did leave. And um, anyway. Okay, so now what happens to you? Actually, when you do get born again, <laughs> when you get born again, let put up uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, but out of King James. And then 21. Okay, so okay. It's five seventeen, I mean. What did I say? You said 517. Okay. Second Second Corinthians five seventeen. You know what? This is something you can do any time of the day or night. You just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Do something with my life, yeah. wow. and it's different than just regular church. How do I know? Woo, how do I ever know? <laughs> because I experienced it. <laughs> I was 39 years old when almost 40 when that happened. You know, I, I know the number 40 in the Bible means probation. <laughs> I was on probation, and I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that. Yeah, and, you know, when we first went into that, not only Women's Globe, but then it was, then we started going to a church in Omaha that was, you know, believed like us. And, and uh, we were in prison ministry for seven years in Omaha Correctional Center, yeah. Omaha OCC here. We used to call it Omaha Country Club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, did. they did, not us. <laughs> anyway, Okay, 517, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that means you got born again, again. We were born in the flesh from our mother's womb, but we need to have our spirit born again, and it's because Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, and that sin of Adam goes down the line to every single person. Every single person needs to ask Jesus to come in their heart. Nobody ever told me that? Nobody. (laughs) Amen. Okay, so if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away in the spirit. Behold, all things have become new. And I'm going to explain something to you. Okay, but then, in verse 21, put 21 up there, same chapter. For he made him sin for us who knew no sin. Okay, for he, who is (laughs) he? Sorry, I'm sorry. For he made him. He, God the Father, made his son Jesus sin for us who knew no sin. He knew no sin absolutely. Why did he do that? So that we could be the righteousness of God in Him. And I'm that that righteousness. A lot of people, if you'll ask, if I ask you if you're righteous, uh-huh. I am. yeah, <laughs> I am. yeah, you are righteous if you are born again, automatically. I'm going to explain it to you. Okay, so. Sometimes there's no change on the outside and sometimes there is. But you're completely recreated in your human spirit. We're also going to try to get into a little bit of this. You have to renew your mind with, with the word of God. And if you do not renew your mind with the word of God, you can get born again. But if you never get into the Bible... You're going to still go to the world system for your answers, for your finances, for everything else. And a lot of people never even get into the word. No, they don't. No, they don't. It's absolutely necessary to renew that mind. Jesse, he had a wonderful sermon on Wednesday night about who we are in Christ. And this is part of who we are also in Christ. And we, we do sell CDs if you, you don't want to get one because it was it was good. Because we, there's a lot of things that people don't know about themselves. And God wants us to take authority in the earth. He wants us to pray and take authority in the earth over all these situations that are going on. And we are here. He turned over his authority to you. Everybody think God doesn't cause the evil things in the world. I'm just going to say that. He cannot, he is not evil. There's a devil out there and the devil is real. And if you don't know your enemy, then you can't come against it. We don't, we don't try to, to exalt him very much. You know, people have seen devils (laughs) and they're real. I've never seen it. Captain, but, uh, but, but it's real. And he wants, because he's angry at God. <laughs> but God does not cause the bad things in the world. He can't. I can prove that to you. There's scriptures to prove it in James. Okay, but, but let's just do this. Okay, but you have to renew this mind. In order to control your body and in order to control your mind. You're recreated in your spirit, and you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What does righteousness mean? It means the ability to stand in the presence of God without inferiority or, or, or without, without a sense of guilt. Because he took—that that, that was a great exchange. Jesus, how would you like it if you had to give your son or your daughter— and, and say, you die for the sins of the world. I'm going to put all the sins of the world from the time of Adam until the last baby born on earth whenever it stops. This is real. This is, this is in the Bible. <laughs> he exchanged, took our sins, and gave us his righteousness. It's called the great exchange. Now, once you are a Christian, though, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add this to it though, it says if you do something wrong, God wants you to confess it to him. If I it says in 1 John 1 9, if I confess my sins, God is faithful, he is just to forgive me of all my unrighteousness, and he restores you back. And you know, you go to him, God. <laughs> You know, I was scared of that person and I told him a lie because I was afraid of what they would do. You know, something like that. You know, and just tell him and then say, I ask for your forgiveness. That's it. But I I was taught condemnation and I was always condemned, condemned. It was condemnation, condemnation, condemnation. It's like it never ended in denomination. And Um, so when I first became a Christian, I had a tough time with that. (laughs) You know what? I just, I had to get rid of it. Even now, sometimes I go, oh, no, no, God. I, okay. It's, it's not a feeling. You go by faith and sometimes you have to forgive your own self. Okay. Let's, let's just get back in here. But okay. Now. Righteousness is not necessarily a way of acting. However, you will act better. (laughs) It's an absolutely free gift. And it's provided by Jesus at Calvary through the grace of God and the blood of Jesus. And you receive it by faith. You, just, you take it. You have right standing with God with, you, I mean, you, you could rightly go right in his presence. Yeah. See, because of religion, we confuse righteousness with holiness. Sure. Sure. Righteousness is what you are and what God made you to be sure. through Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You've been born into it. Yeah. And holiness is something that you have to develop in your life to change. You know, and when you goof up, God, you know, sometimes we go back to our old habits or old ways, you know, of, of doing things. So the gospel, the good news is a revelation of righteousness. Just what actually what he was preaching on Wednesday night, who we are in Christ. Okay. Romans 1, 16 and 17, it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it. The gospel, the good news is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes in righteousness. And it's revealed from faith to faith, from word to word. You gotta believe it. Faith believes God. See, this is the tr- this is what I saw. I mean, I was <laughs> when I have I was in this place and then it came to a different place. And I'm almost glad I did. Some people are born with you know, born again right away. And so then they, you know, they they, they never knew the garbage that I do <laughs> or did the things that I did. You know, I'm no goody two-shoes. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> That's why you, you understand people or do, you know, you, you can understand and you have mercy on people. Um, and give them a chance. But see, God made his very own righteousness available to us by faith in Jesus Christ. And it's vitally important to know this in order for you to tap into the promises of God. The stuff about healing, the stuff about finances. See, I could see that. It's vitally important for you to, you know, when something's vital, well, let's say you, you need a, a oh, hi, Kitty. On. <laughs> one of our main faithful people. God, I didn't think he was coming. He got healed. <laughs> anyway. Um, Better late than never. What was I saying? Okay, it's (laughs) vital. You distracted me. (laughs) See, this is how we preach the gospel. You can laugh in between, (laughs) but anyway, God. Okay, vital. You you have to have kidney dialysis, or you will die. Here comes a long time. All your relatives come from from far away state, and you know. You'd stay home from church. But would you stay home from kidney dialysis? You would die. Well, you know what? Sometimes we die when we don't come and hear the word either. You yourself can get into the word. And you need to to get into whatever word is. I mean the Bible. But. It's vital that you have that dialysis or you would die here comes your relatives you say I can't I can't stay home with you I can't visit with you now I've got to go to my appointment that's what you do at but that's way it should be this is vital this is vital for your life to change there's, you th- there's so many things you don't know until you look in here. And then you know who you are in Christ, and He's made us big because He wants us to help other people on the earth. I'll be honest, a pastor can't do that himself. A pastor's supposed to teach the people, and go, they do go out and do the work of the ministry. So, see, it's vital. And you know what? When we accept Jesus, the Father God is obligated to accept us. And our conduct has nothing to do with it. It, it. it really doesn't. Okay, now, I said this. Because of Adam, we all died spiritually. And you don't have to put this up, but if you can get it up as fast as I go. Okay, I wrote it down. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, who was that? No, it came through Adam and death. As a result of that sin, so death spread to all men because all men sin because it passed, Adam's sin passes down. Yes. And that's why all men have inherited spiritual death from Adam. And because we are all born in Adam's likeness and image because he was made in the image of God, we are helpless and hopeless. And, but God didn't stop loving us in Romans 5, 6, it says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time, God died for the ungodly. He died for the sins of all men, all the sins. It was huge. And it wasn't just well, the sin of lying or the sin of whatever, adultery. You know, it wasn't, it was every single time any person committed that sin that sin went on Jesus. And that why he was unrecognizable as a man after the crucifixion. It says that in Isaiah 52 at the end of the chapter. It does. It said, okay, so God's redemption, rescue, he rescued us. He bought us back. This is real. I mean, he did it. He redeemed us. He rescued us. He ransomed us. There's people... Okay, one time we we as a church gave a whole bunch of money for uh, little uh, children and their mothers who were taken by the Taliban or something like that. And uh, these guys would go in. Everybody had black masks. <laughs> and... Um, I mean, they described what they were going to do. They were going to go to them and say, we want to buy these women and children for slavery. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't. They bought them to set them free. Yeah, right. I think, how much was it? Does anybody remember that? I, remember that, were, I, don't, remember I don't know, 25 bucks? It wasn't much. No, 35? Like $40 <laughs> yeah, something like that, a piece. Yeah. And we gave a lot, a lot. And and so it rescued several people. And see, that's what Jesus, he rescued us from the devil. He did. But see, when you don't learn that, that you need to get born again, and it just works. You know what? You can have a bulletin here and just go follow the thing down, and nobody has a heart for God. And it's, I'm sorry, but that's what I saw. You know, I hate to say that kind of stuff, but that was the difference I saw. It's love, and it's loving each other and helping each other and, and, and you know, and, and loving him, meaning it in your heart. And not just works. I mean, I was told, if you do this for this many weeks, you'll go to heaven. Well, then you had to start it all over again. I thought, when does it end? <laughs> they're just you know and that's all works this this is real love god okay or some people say well i take jesus in my heart but then and it's there's nothing but you, that's why you got to renew your mind with the word of god okay so jesus's blood was the price he paid to rescue us it is in 1 Peter 1:19, 1, it says, You were purchased with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a sacrificial lamb without spot or blemish. You know, in the Old Testament, they had to always kill lambs and stuff. And Jesus washed us clean for our sins, but it doesn't work. Okay. John 1. Verse twelve, yeah, it and it says, "As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons and daughters of God." As many as received him, Are you nobody told him? me that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm just I'm just telling you that. Okay, so Jesus' blood speaks forgiveness for us, and the blood is on the mercy seat in heaven. This is real. There is a mercy seat in heaven and Jesus' blood that he shed on the cross, every drop of it is alive on that mercy seat. And Jesus, Jesus says to God, the father, Hey, they're speaking your word. See, you got to know some, some of the word of God, like no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up, stuff like that. It says, greater is he, greater is God in me than he that's in the world. They're talking about the devil. God is greater in me than that devil in the world. And you know what? There's a scripture that actually says, as God is, so am I in this world. I went, what? (laughs) That's in the Bible. (laughs) It says, even greater works will we do. That as God is, it's in 1 John 4.17. Yeah. And in 1 John 4.4, it says, Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But there's a mercy seat. That blood is alive. If you saw the Passion movie at the end, that one drop of blood was there, and they took it back up there. Okay. So, and he tells God the Father, he says, hey, they're speaking the word. Look, the price, here's the price I paid for my sin. And God the Father says, Let's answer their prayer. (laughs) And many times he sends angels. Angels are real. See, his blood is alive. It's not dried up. I saw a lot of dried up blood because I was a nurse like you. (laughs) For a few years, I had my degree in nursing from way back. But you know what? Dried up blood smells. Oh. It's the one thing that used to make me nauseated. Because, oh, But Jesus paid that price. And his blood is alive. He became the sin bearer for, for us. And though he was without sin. God imparted all our sins to him. This is righteousness. He didn't just bear the penalty. He became sin for us. Now. Um, It says, Romans 6, 6 says, our old self, your old self was crucified with him that our body of sin might be done away with. And there's other scriptures that say we were on the cross with him. But see, all of this, though, Jesus, come into my heart, and I really want you to come into my heart. You're supposed to say it with your mouth, and believe it in your heart. Yeah. Sometimes people are too ashamed to say it. Uh-huh. Right. So they believe it in their heart, never say it with their mouth. Yeah. Doesn't work. You Do you know everything else you can get from God healing? Yeah, right. yes. Is the same way. You say the scriptures with your mouth, and there are a lot of healing scriptures. Oh, wow. yeah. And you believe it in your heart. Yes. All those things says that in Romans 10, 9 and 10. Yeah, yeah. You have to believe it in your heart. Say it with your mouth. Yeah, yeah. See, it helps to know this. Yes, these kind of things. Yeah. The okay. Right. Now, all the wrath, all the prison. We should have gone to prison, but Jesus went there for us. Right. Let, let's just put it that way. What was God's motivation to do that? His great love. Because he wanted his family back. He wanted to fellowship with us. And you know, sometimes God wants you to talk to him. And he made the way through Jesus. We're supposed to come boldly to the throne of grace, to God the Father, and talk to him. He, he wants you to talk to him. But that's when your heart is real with God. I keep saying that, but that's what the difference that I saw. There's a scripture in Isaiah 29:13, I think. Anyway, it says, and "I recognize that right away. They they worship me with my, their mouths, but their hearts are far from me." God wants the heart. He wants you to be real and not a fake. If you're not, if it's just like, oh, I'm going to do this. And, oh, there's people watching me. So I'm going to really act like I'm praising the Lord. It's a bunch of fake. And maybe nobody else knows it, but he knows it. He said, they worship me with their mouth, but their hearts are far from me. It's got to be a heart thing. As soon as I read that scripture, I went, that's what I saw. All those times, it was just like a bunch of works. And I'm not putting people down because they really haven't heard some of this stuff. Okay, but yeah, see, I like to know reasons behind things. Okay, Jesus was actually covered and absorbed with our sins so we could have his righteousness. And all the wrath that fell on, on, should have fallen on us, fell on him. Now, um, you can put up Titus 3.5 out of the Amplified. You can put that one up. You know what? There's nothing any man could ever do to make you worthy of your right standing with God. I don't care if you give all your money. If God didn't tell you to do it, it's a waste of time. (laughs) Good works. Baptism will never make you righteous. Baptism does not save you. (laughs) I was baptized as a little baby because they thought then that when I died, I could just live a hell of a life. Excuse my language. (laughs) (laughs) But, But... but, uh, but you know, when I die, I go to heaven. Mm-mm. When you're ba- you' you, <laughs> you have to understand what this is. You, go, you take Jesus in, then you get baptized. When you know what it's about, we dedicate babies here, but just at a funeral, they'll say, "Well, he was baptized, my sister. I did lead her to the Lord before she died. But at the funeral, they said, you know, she was baptized when she was a baby into the church, and so she's up in heaven. I thought, hi, Melva. Hi, Melva. I told you so. <laughs> See, at first they didn't believe me. They thought we were in a cult. Anyway, so, <laughs> okay, Titus. He saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but because of his own Actually, it should, his pity, his compassion and mercy by the cleansing bath of the new birth. Yeah, yeah. Taking Jesus in regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, so well, skip all this. Go to Galatians 2.20 oh, yeah. and
1: 21.
0: A way to see it. there's Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians and Colossians go eat popcorn, go eat popcorn. <laughs> it works <laughs> or it used to be but I don't know if anybody even knows this <laughs> General Electric Power Company <laughs> I'm old enough to know that <laughs> how many people heard of General Electric oh more than I thought yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, this is actually what it says. And Paul wrote this. He said, um, let's see, what you put up there? Okay, we'll, we'll read this one. This is out of Amplified. It really amplifies. But 21, I went out of the King James. I have been crucified with Christ. If I am born again and receive Jesus as my Lord... I have been crucified with cross. It was God the Father saw me on the cross with Jesus. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ. The Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in my body, I live by faith, in, by adherence and reliance, and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Now, the next one. King James. King James. This is too... You know, actually, the King James in... um, It's... Let's... let's, I'm going to read the King James in verse 20 first. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in this flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God. I trust him. Faith is trusting the word. And he he gave himself for me. This next one. Therefore, I always like to say, therefore, I do, the next verse, King James. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law and by doing all good works and just getting baptized, sprinkled with water when you're a baby when you don't know what's going on, then Christ died in vain. He did all that torture for nothing. It actually says that I do not frustrate his grace. You, ha- you, have to re- you have to believe it and receive it. Okay. See. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Right- you have to receive that by faith. Righteousness by faith is like being born into a family. Okay. My maiden name was Wagner. And I was born into the Wagner family. I didn't do anything to be a part of that Wagner family. My... Parents simply declared me Jacqueline Wagner when I was born. Okay, the same thing happens when you are born again. You are declared righteous. Righteous McCarty. Righteous Sally. Righteous Hartman. Okay, and God made us members of His family. See, okay, so being born again does not include instruction on how to do something to become righteous or born again. It's not necessary. You can't try to be righteous. When you are born again, you are declared righteous. God made you, he made you righteous. And I... (laughs) Okay, you you can't even you can't try. Okay, you're made righteous by His death and burial and receiving it, and Him taking our sins. See, here's an example that uh, you could ask. Okay, I'm gonna ask John, my grandson, right here. John, are you a man or woman? <laughs> See, now na- nowadays though, you might ask that, and they might give you the wrong answer. <laughs> In the last two years, I've, you know, all that junk out there. Okay. How did you get to be a man? Louder. He was born that way. Okay. That's also the way you got righteous. You were born that way. You were born again in God. He became sin for me who knew no sin. He didn't know any sin, and yet he took all my sins and all of your sins and all the sins of the whole world that I might be made, made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There's nothing, if you don't know, if you don't know it, you're still righteous if you're really born again. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to put up spirit, soul, and body. The little diagram we made. Now, okay, I'll just tell you this. You're a three-part being. You, have a, you are a spirit being. You have a soul. And you live in a body. Okay? In the, in the Old Testament, soul and spirit are interchanged a lot. I mean, we always say how many souls were saved. We should say how many spirits were saved. <laughs> really? Okay. I'll prove this to you because it's right in the Bible. In First Thessalonians, now, okay. Oh, my, student Okay. Let's do this first. Okay. Spirit, soul, and then it's like you're in the heart. It's in your heart. And on the outside, you're the body. You have a body. This body. This body is going to go to the grave. But the spirit and soul are going to go up there or down there. And you'll be tormented because you still will have that soul. And your soul is made up of your mind. Your will and emotions. The most biggest one is your mind. That mind battle. See, in that okay. Your spirit looks like this until you ask Jesus to come in your heart. It's black. And it actually says in the Bible I didn't know this, that your father is the devil. <laughs> Jesus said it to the Pharisees. I can't help it. It's Jesus' word in red. And he says, Do you? He said that to the, the the pastors or the priests of the day? And he says, Do you not know that your father is the devil? I mean, Jesus was bold. He's the one who said it. What is it? John eight forty-four? John eight forty-four. It's right there. Yes, he he said it. He the yeah. words are red. Okay. So, oh, you leave that up. Okay. Okay. So, as soon as you say Jesus come into my heart, you say it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. Wimble. I, I'm, that, it goes faster than that. <laughs> I don't. I can't snap my fingers very good. Okay. It becomes full of light. Your spirit man has Jesus living in it. In fact, the fa- it actually says in Philippians, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Godhead come to live in you. we I mean, he's living in us. Some people are Christians for 30 years and they don't even know that. you He's in there. He's still in there when you do stuff wrong. Okay, so... Your soul, though, has to be renewed. Your mind has to be reprogrammed, <laughs> you know, like reprogramming your computer or whatever, get a new hard drive, <laughs> in the brain, in the mind. You know, most people think, this is another thing, that your, your brain controls your mind, and it's just the opposite. Your mind, which is a part of you that's going to last forever, controls your brain. See, when they say, well, you have a chemical imbalance in your brain, it's because you have been thinking toxic, wrong thoughts. Hey, when you die, where does this body go? This is a tent just to give us the right to walk on the earth. And see, that's another thing. The devil is looking for a body. The devil's looking for a body to use on the earth because he has no rights until he can use you. But who else is looking for a body on the... Jesus is looking for one too. I mean, he's looking for somebody to use on the earth. Does that make sense? I mean, okay. So the whole thing, the brain is a part of the body, right? Right? And when you die, that brain goes with your body in the ground and it decays. It's gone. But your soul and your spirit live on. Either up there or down here. And that's the whole thing with the soul and the mind. If, if you were, you blasphemed God and, and, you know, just did a lot, a lot of bad things, you'll be tor- tormented in hell with that very thing. That you tormented other people yes, with. You you. But if you're born again. You won't go to hell. Right. And it's so simple. Yeah. People think. You're going to make me go to their church. I don't make anybody go to this church. No, <laughs> <God's> <laughs> you, you do what you want. That, that's your prerogative. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but the whole thing is. Is that. We need to ask Jesus to come in our heart. Every yeah. man does. Uh-huh. And God wants to use us to tell people yeah. that. But I'm explaining it to you in detail. But it makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense. See, and you did not have a chemical imbalance because of, of your brain went haywire. You had one because of bad thoughts. And the chemical reaction in your body start to go haywire. And then you, honestly, that's how schizophrenia happens. That's why bipolar happens. That's why a lot of things happen. Even uh, uh you know, a slow learner, they call, I mean, yeah. anybody can move yeah. out of that yeah. with the Word of God and it's been proven. Insecure. Dementia. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Everybody thinks dementia is irreversible, but you know what? it's not. Right. I got an article yeah. from Rama Bible Training Center in Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma yeah. where this girl, she went to the Bible Training Center, she, uh, Her mother, they said, can, can you please, she is just like a vegetable. She was in a nursing home. Can you just take her home? Because um, we're really overcrowded, and we're not giving her <laughs> fair. And, and the girl took her home. She started putting in Bible CDs all day and all night, playing them. Pretty soon, her mother started coming around a little bit. She started having her say the word, I got the article. It wasn't even that. I mean, maybe it was like 15 years ago, but it wasn't that long ago. And she became totally normal. I'm 82 years old. I'm just going to say that. Because, I I mean, you know what? I'll try to keep up. I try to keep sharp. I don't, sometimes, you know, and, you know, but see, even your body, you got to take care of your body. Why? For the sake of him, yeah. so we can keep going. Yeah. Right. To have strength and energy. Sometimes you know, I used to think, eh, who cares? About that? Nah. Then I thought, wait a minute. Yeah. Gotta you gotta live in order to you take care of your body so you can live, so you can live for to do what he wants Mom, you to do in the earth and to tell people. Yeah. Honest to God, that's that's our life. I thank God I found a husband that was like that. His, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> not far from. Not, okay. Back to the word. Okay. So that the only way though that the devil can work is, I got to change the subject. Okay. <laughs> the only way the devil can work is through the five physical senses taste see hear feel smell he works through the five physical senses and he works on your mind it says the battlefield for the devil is the mind that's why now see it says to rightly divide I have here rightly divide the soul and the spirit. With my spirit, I contact God. The spirit realm. With my soul, my mind, my will, my will has to become. If you read the if you get meditate and read in the Bible, your will becomes like his will, because you know what he wants. And you know what? Oh man, I used to ball over everything. Somebody said, you're ugly, or, you know, something like that, uh, you know. <laughs> I could care less. <laughs> now, I joined Nancy Dufresne's I Don't Really Give a Rip Club.
1: <laughs>
0: she said, I'm the leader that, <laughs> who are under, and she said, I'm the leader, <laughs> I like it though, and, and, and she said, what? Yeah, the founder and the And the president, yeah. Yeah, of I don't really give a rip club. (laughs) See, with my soul though, I contact the intellectual and the emotional realm. My emotions change tremendously. With my body, I contact the physical realm. Taste, see, smell, touch, feel. (laughs) Okay, so see that's, here's another thing. God told me to say today, say that forgive people as an act of your will in faith, forgive them. And he told me to tell you this, forgiveness does not go by feelings. People say, oh, it took me two years to forgive that person because they were doing it by feelings. You say, oh, I can't stand them. (laughs) But God, I forgive him because you said so in your word. He said so, so I got to do it. God, I forgive you as an act of my will and faith. You love them just like you love me. You forgive. And don't go by feelings. That's where I see the emotions in me changed by renewing my mind with the word of God. That's huge. But forgiveness is part of that whole thing. Okay, so with my body, I contact the physical realm. With my my spirit, I contact the spirit realm. And with my soul, I contact the intellectual realm. Some people are so intellectual that they don't even want the spirit realm. James 1.21, I won't keep you much longer. James 1.21 and 22. One of these scriptures, I think, is actually hilarious. The first time. (laughs) Well, let's see. Let's read it out of the King James first. King James. I mean, King James. (laughs) Um, James 1, 21. (laughs) This is a scripture that makes me laugh. (laughs) It says, Wherefore, Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Even the very first time, first time I read it. And receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul, your mind. Able to save your mind, your will, and your emotions. Okay, let's read it out of the amplified. So I'll give you a second and get it up there. Yep. Oh, amplified now. Okay. So get rid of all uncleanness. And in a humble okay, what's uncleanness? <laughs> Fornication, adultery, porno, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. <laughs> oh, they're so innocent because of that. We don't, oh, you know, mm, porno. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so get rid of all... <laughs> she gets a bang out of me. I don't know why. <laughs> so get rid of all uncleanness and rampant outgrowth of wickedness. In a humble, a gentle, modest spirit, receive... And welcome the word which implanted, just like you get an implant, and rooted, which the word of God, when it's implanted in you and it's rooted in your heart, in your spirit, man, it contains the power to save your souls. See, people can memorize a lot of these scriptures. But if you're not, it's not, uh, you're not saying it with meaning. And the hugest thing is not doing it. When the rubber meets the road, you have to be a doer. That's when it gets engrafted in your heart. You can't pull it out. Verse. the next verse. And the King James just plain says, be doers of the word and not just only hearers. Because you can hear this, but if you don't go out there and do it, you deceive yourself. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not just a listener to it, because you're betraying yourself into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. You really, you might even really believe it, but you never carry it out. Somebody gets mad at you or whatever, and you just act the same old way you always used to act. You don't have any money, and you act the same way you always used to act. You panic, fear. Fear is a huge thing. Fear is the opposite of faith. got to get rid of fear. The fear is huge in the United States and throughout the whole world right now because of what that fear tactic of COVID and masks and trying to control us and communism and all that stuff. Yeah. Right, okay. So. Lord. So only one thing will save your soul. The engrafted word. Good. But your spirit is saved by the blood of Jesus. And receiving him and meaning it. So see in verse. The one I just read. You have to hear it. And act on it. And the way you get to that point. Is to. Not just rip off a scripture. like I'll just go. I can't remember. People saying, trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to our your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Do you even know what you're saying? Trust in the Lord. Oh my gosh, something happened here. God, I trust in you. With all my heart. I'm not going to fear. I'm going to trust in you, Lord. And I'm not going to lean to the understanding ways of the world. That's when you start to change. See, that's when Christianity is real. That's when it becomes unboring. When it's real and here. Otherwise, it's just religion. Same old thing. But the way to get that is, is to read the word. And start getting some key scriptures in you. Key scriptures that you could use. You know, God says, put me in remembrance of my word. That's in Isaiah. And then then it says in Jeremiah, it says, "And, and that he will hasten his word, the word of God, that you say out loud to perform it. He'll even hasten it. But see, but what? See, when you hear the word and then you act it out when something happens. Instead of acting the same old way. Okay, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2011. But I, see, you have to stay full of the word just like you get your tummy full. (laughs) Because if you don't stay full, you're not prepared for what life brings. And that time I was prepared, because when the doctor told me, he said, well, we took the, bi- the biopsy thing, and it's cancer in my left breast. Okay, so, I, and you know what, all I could think about, I was teaching, I bet a school teacher too, <laughs> I was teaching the kids, and it, it was it was homeschoolers, though. and anyway, and uh, um, we were singing this song that just came out. Whose report do you believe? I shall believe the report of the Lord. And that's actually in Isaiah 53. It starts out with it. Verse 1, it says, whose report do you believe? And I went, when he said that, I went, and that came through me. It went, whose report do you believe? Whose report do you believe? I read your report, Lord. Honestly, I was I, I almost laughed. And then, I, you know, I thought, well, I'm, you know, I have to make a decision. What do you want done? Uh-huh. That's what they tell you, yeah. you know. Okay, so I said, you know what? I want that thing out. <laughs> okay, but they wanted to give me chemo and radiation. I went, no, I don't want any. Because I knew it weakened me, and I knew I couldn't keep this up. Let's see, how old was I? That was... I was 71 when that happened. And I thought, there's no way I can keep it up. I'm, no way, I don't want the... And I'm, and then there's, well, you're supposed to take this chemo pill the rest of your life. I said, I don't want that either. (laughs) Because it's going to affect your body. (laughs) Honestly, I only take vitamins. not taking any pills. (laughs) They start to break down your kidneys, your, uh, all kinds all kinds of places because they're all made of plastic. No, not all of them. (laughs) Anyway, I'll take antibiotics if I have an infection. But see, you have to act on the word at the time and God comes through. You applied the word of God to situations and circumstances, but if you never read it, you'd never get in it. You don't know what's in it you have to be a doer of it. And when that like 1 Peter 1:122, 1, 1 20, that that we said it says be a doer of the word. Okay. So you submit yourself to God. You submit your will to him. And you resist the it says okay. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Let me t- tell you one little other story. We were in prison ministry, Omaha Correctional Center. You got some of you guys heard this so many yeah. times. All right, but but we always would pray at this lady's house before we went in. And so I was praying, and, and this one guy, and he was had been ordained. He wasn't didn't really pastor a church or anything, but he was ordained. And all of a sudden, he, and I was. I was feeling bad about money right then. I was like, God, oh, what are we going to do? What's...? I was thinking about that a lot. He came up to me. I never told him. Never told anybody. Didn't even tell a kid I was. Yeah. And he said to me, the Lord told me to tell you, you are resisting God and submitting to the devil. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. But but see, I could have gotten mad. Yeah, he told me that. <laughs> i never forget it. Yeah. But you know what? I didn't get mad at him. I went, oh, I am. I'm not relying on God. I was, and it's just like, you know, when you don't get what's, if you don't get it. And I, I knew, cause I'd read the Bible several times through right away. And, and I, and it's just like, I, you can imagine here's the devil standing here and you go, I submit to you. Come on, come you know here. what? <laughs> do come you know, on, do you know what I mean? When you're not doing that, you're submitting to that. I've never forgotten that. I'm glad he told me that. <laughs> I don't even know what his name is anymore. No, Joe Jordan was... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're, it's your responsibility to resist the devil. It's the believer's responsibility. Um, because an unre- you get born again in an unrenewed mind... Thinks just like it did before the new birth. You act wrong and the devil begins to dominate. It's all, not always, at first your flesh acts up. You get too fleshy with stuff and you keep doing stuff. Guess what happens? The devil goes, look at that person. Hoo-hoo, they're just doing what their flesh wants. Let's go attack them. Let's get them to go all the way. Mm-hmm. You can't always blame everything on the devil, though. Your flesh, if you're being fleshy and you know better, see, the greatest need in the church today is renewing our mind with the Word of God. Because that's why the church, this shouldn't have happened, what's happened in the United States of America. Who is the real church? not denominations, and I mean there are people in the denominations that are born again. There are. There are. They they just, they love God, but they just don't, haven't heard, haven't got, that was me. I mean, honestly. I went to a Christian school, let's put it that way, so-called Christian, in the, you know, up to the eighth grade, and and okay, it was a nun. <laughs> and she told me, hey, when you receive communion, ask Jesus to come in your heart. (laughs) And so I did. I always did. And, you know, I really did. I used to write letters to God, never Jesus, though. They never said the name of Jesus much. And um, I've told this story, but those are just things that came back to me that I saw, you know, you know what I mean? That I think would help other people. I'm just trying to help other people realize what this is. It's real. And it's real with me. (laughs) It's real with us. But there's, I see too many even fake Christians. It makes me wonder if it is real. But you have also got to get into the word to know how to apply the word when something happens. See, that was another thing I saw in prison ministry. A lot of of the guys that say you got to read the word and I I wound up teaching at Omaha Correctional Center. But, but, and they said, Jackie, I don't know how to read. That's the sad part. And that made me almost cry. That's it just made me cry because the schools dumbed them down. Yeah. Yeah. Read. read, read. You know what? It's, it's, that's important too. <laughs> okay, so, okay. What did I write? Okay, I'm. Um, I, I wrote something out here I went um. so anyway you're restored you're renewed you're rescued with the word of God and it's your soul not your spirit that needs healing and the spirit is brand new recreated and you are righteous how many people in here are righteous <laughs> Even if you don't act righteous, because of the blood of Jesus, you have been made righteous. But see, you've got to renew your mind with the word of God and feed your spirit. If you feed your body, you've got to feed some people's... Who is it saw? They saw a vision or something. And they saw that the spirit of many people and even pastors... In the United States. And it was because that's why the church. See the church. I didn't finish that. The church is made up of born again people. That's the real church. And it's all over the place. They're sprinkled all over the place. I I didn't know that before. It's just because I've been there. And now I know. Now I see it. It says the church in Ephesians it actually talks about the church there's a universal church and it's made up of people who know God is their personal lord and the savior and that's the that's the universal church it says it right in Ephesians i could prove every bit of this with scripture every bit of what i'm saying i don't like to say anything that's not in in the scriptures and, and that's all it takes <laughs> Okay. Well, amen. I'm just going to (laughs) stop. But, um, you know, I don't know. Why doesn't everybody bow their head for a second here? And I'm just going to ask you, if you've never received Jesus in your heart, like I'm talking about, I'm just going to ask you to quickly put your hand up. Just quickly. It, it's, it's not going to be anything. You know.
1: Nobody... People. If you're not reading the Bible. see you, Tom. Praise God. If you're not reading the Bible. If you're not coming to church and not praying. Your oil is getting worse. And drying up. Amen. It says ten virgins. Five were foolish. And five were not. When you come to church, Hebrews 10 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves as some do, as the exalts in that time, all we want to do is get that word and get the yokes that the devil has put on. Isaiah 10 27. The yokes is what the devil uses to destroy. What's John 10 10 say? The thief comes. The thief comes to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. But But Jesus came to give you more abundantly. That's why he set us free. But you've got to take him into your heart. You've got to ask. You know, if you don't ask, he can't come in. See, there's a scripture in Revelation 3.20. But, but, but he stands at the door and knocks. And if anybody hear his voice. See, the doorknob is in the inside. You've got to open up that heart for him to come in. He will not force his way. Uh-uh. And that's what the devil wants to do. Because he wants to take you down. I mean, you need to know what the tribulation is going to be like, too. You think this cold weather's bad? You're not going to have any heat. It's going to be all blood to drink. It's all in the Bible. A hundred pound piece. Ain't, the whole hailstones are coming out of the sky. I can show you scripture and verse. But I'm telling you what, if you'll ask the Lord into your heart and start to move with him, you will not. See, a lot of churches are saying, we're going through this tribulation. No, we're not. No, we are not. But first of all, there's no sin up in heaven. That's why you got to get rid of it now. Because if you don't get it rid right of now, you're not going to go. And I tell you, it's going to be so terrible. I wouldn't want a bug coming going through the tribulation what's coming. It's going to be so terrible. Okay. But if you'll draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. Amen. I've preached enough. Right. Praise God. But you know what does James okay. chapter one verse twenty-two say? Not here the word to do the word. See, Amen. God sees everything that you go. Second Chronicles sixteen nine. He goes to and fro the outlet earth to find himself strong and pure towards his word. Towards him following him. He's your father. He wants the best for you. Don't throw him away. Amen. My goodness gracious. I'll tell you, it's because it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's going to get worse too. It says right in Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, the light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But gross darkness is covering the earth. Yeah, and it is too. But I'll tell you what, when you're under the blood and you know Jesus as a personal Savior, he can't touch you. No way. That's
0: right. Amen. You can live in the land of Goshen <laughs> like the Egyptians, I mean like the Israelites did. Egypt was full of the plagues and was just a dividing line right over there. They lived in the land of Goshen. And that's in the Bible. Okay, well, here, I was just going to go. Okay, so why don't you all stand up? I'll just dismiss you. But now, brethren, this is in Acts 20, 32. Now, brethren, I bless and commit you to God. I deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his care and protection. I commend you to the word of his grace, to the commands and counsels and promises of his unmerited favor. For it is able, the word of God is able to build you up and give you your righteous inheritance Among all God's set apart ones, those consecrated, purified, and transformed of soul, your mind, will, and emotions. And may God bless you and protect you and keep you as you go home. Angels go before you to keep you in Jesus' name. Amen.